Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. This is Philip Swindle from ShowNotesGuy.com, and you're listening to Two Dudes and a Ness. Hey, Jess. What's up, man? Not much. Just been playing some uh, Kid Icarus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been reading some Greek mythology. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's good because uh, you need to. It's good. It's good. It's good history lesson. <laughs> oh man, is it a good history lesson? Or are they just more like fables that teach you things about life? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could learn a thing or two, especially the Icarus one. Because yeah. well, I think you could learn a thing or two about life. Don't fly too high on your wings made of wax. <laughs> Who makes wings out of wax anyway? <laughs> that does seem like a. And how high is this guy flying? I mean, gets that close to the sun? I don't know. And if he does, and in the story, in the, in the story of Icarus, he flies too high to the sun, and he falls down to the earth. But if you flew that close to the sun, wouldn't you just fade off into space? <laughs> yeah, can he fly once he's in space? Well, they, yeah, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if he flies, if he could fly to the sun, he wouldn't... It, Once he gets it, into space, he's just going to start floating around, right? Yeah. When it, Well, even when his wings melt, he's not going to fall back to Earth. Oh, he's right, right, right. He's just going to float. Yeah. yeah. So. We're punching holes in Greek mythology today. Uh, don't worry, this may not be the last time. <laughs> yeah. So... I like your your tagline. Oh, thank you, thank you. Titan of pod. pod. <laughs> I went I like with the Iron too. Maiden line, which is 
fly on the wing, fly on your wings. Oh yeah, yeah. I see it now. Sorry, I uh, adjusted it a little bit to be more of an adjective like, but yeah. Maybe we should actually uh, start talking about the game. All right, we can talk about the game. Yeah, you got some history. Sure, I got some history. Hey, this is Phil Swindle, the show notes guy, and it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. So, the Kid Icarus is was developed by a division in Nintendo that we've talked a lot about, and that is Research and Design One, or Research and Development One. Sheesh, it's been oh, a long way. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and and the and the D patterns start screaming at us. Yes. Oh gosh. Well, at least I corrected. Them. The Research and Development One team was the one that, that created Kid Icarus, and of course they're one that we've talked about before, and they created a famous game called Metroid. But the, the key designer here was Toru Asawa, and he was the, this was his debut into designing a game, and the original game that he created was called Myth of Light, The Mirror of Palatina. And the game was originally developed for the family computer disk system, which is not something we've really talked about. We did talk all. about it a little bit mm-hmm. um, back on the Metroid episode, I think. Because yeah. we were talking about how you could save the game on it, but you had to use passwords on the NES, which is kind of the same situation here, right? Stealing my thunder here. Okay. Oh, uh, I just didn't want you to get corrected. <laughs> Again. No, yeah, that's pretty. It's exactly right. That's what happened here. They they created it on that system because it was going to be, uh, because the disc card allowed for three times the storage because it was good old floppy disks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I missed the floppy disk. Talk about another thing that was kind of durable compared. Like, yeah. Hang on. Uh oh. Well, while he's uh, looking for that, I'll go ahead and continue on. So the floppy disk allowed for more storage of the game, so a bigger game. It also combined the possibility, as like Mike suggested, that this that the players could store their progress. So, but when they translated it over into the NES version, they had to use a password system. And Mike, you're back. What have uh, you got? Yeah. Well, I was uh, when I was moving into the house, I found. These, several oh. of these, hard yeah. disks. Yeah, yeah. Not they're not Sweet. floppy disks, but right. Well, maybe they are. I don't know what you call them, but they're durable. The hard disk was like Dude. the the step up from the floppy disk, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like one step up. I think they still mm-hmm. called them floppy disks, though, for some reason. Yeah, I think they may. Have. I, you know, whenever you have to, okay, think about today. Think about installing a printer today, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? You just like you just plug it in, and it's like boop boop doop. It's ready plug to go, and go, and if you need a driver, you just go online and download it. Right. This is what you needed back in like 1997. <laughs> <laughs> five hard, five floppy disks full of hmm I remember when we were. It was one of the first computers we ever got, and it was like the Windows at the time. It may have been. I think we were going from win, one version of Windows to Windows 95, and so in order to to uh, uh, update to Windows 95, it took like 
13 of those discs <laughs> to update the windows. <laughs> and you had, to sit, you had to sit and babysit it the whole time. You had oh, yeah. change the disc out. Right. It's not you like you can plug, plug the disc in and walk away. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, moving on. So anyway, so like I said, so that no, so the NES version allowed for the pass. They used the password instead of um, being able to to save your game. One thing about this game is how about that um, is that it was kind of Turo Asawa's baby until Metroid was finished, and then a lot of the guys that were on Met, that were working on Metroid, famously Yoshio Sakamoto, uh, joined the team. After Metroid was finished, so Sakamoto took a little vacation after he completed Metroid, and then they come on to work with this game. Um, one interesting thing about this game was uh, the little. There was a few. There were several. When Sakamoto came on, he noticed there were several out of place elements, such as credit cards, <laughs> a wizard turning player pit into an eggplant, and a large moving nose that was meant to resemble. The composer, who was Hirozaku Tanaka, who we've talked about before as well. Many times. So the nose... Huh? Many times before, yes. Yeah. So the nose is supposed to resemble Tanaka. I guess Tanaka's got a big nose or something. I don't know. But um, Sakamoto was like... uh, I don't think he was a big fan of that, the humor. And he said he he attributed that to the uh, original personnel of R&D 1, which he referred to as quote-unquote strange. <laughs> and uh, um, he tried to, to make it... Uh, Osawa actually was one that actually wanted to try to make it completely serious, but went ahead and went for the more humorous approach after the team pretty much was like, no, we want to throw in some, some funny stuff. So, Also, the... Uh, the game was directed by Satoru Okada, which we've talked about before, and produced by the general manager of R&D One, Gunpai Yokoi, which we talked about. Gunpai Yokoi, yep. Yeah, so lot of... is, it was kind of it was kind of made alongside Metroid and using right. kind of the same engine and stuff, wasn't it? So I mean, it's very very right. similar. Right. Uh, that's what I was kind of saying before. Is you know it. Uh, Osawa kind of took off with this game and then once Metroid was completed that's when they all kind of came in and uh, started working on this game together so the, the, the project's release date was actually December 19th, 1986 and they had to work overtime a lot to try to get it finished it just seems like especially in the video game world when we were talking to David Crane and yes I'm dropping that name again uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot bo- of that. Avoid his blog episode for anybody that's supposed yeah. to go back and listen to that. A lot of deadlines in the video game world, which I guess there's a lot of deadlines in life, but it just seems like video gamers just uh, always working against a, a real hard deadline, you know? Um, that's the way it is in my biz. It's always working towards yeah. People say, you know, people give us something that takes about two weeks, and they're like, can you have this to me in like four days? Mm hmm. And so you probably have done this too. They used torn cardboard boxes as beds, and they covered themselves <laughs> no, in curtains. <laughs> they covered themselves in curtains to resist the low temperatures of the unheated development building. They didn't even have heat. Wow. Yeah. That's so, dedication uh, right there. 
and they actually finished and entered the production a mere three days before the release date. So it didn't even go into producing until its production until three days right before. Hmm. So and then in February and July of 1987, respectively, in Europe and North North America, the cartridge-based version was released under the name Kid Icarus, not Myth of Light, the Mirror of Palatina. What is that in uh, Japanese? Can you uh, can you give that to us in Japanese? The name of the game? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Oh. I, I, I haven't seen it. Do you it's have probably, it? It's probably on Wikipedia. Let me see if I can find it. Go ahead and finish up your history. Okay. Um, but the game was uh, accepted very well. It was shipped 1.76 million copies worldwide by late 2003 and had gained a cult following and Game Informer ranked it as their 83rd best game ever made. Now, I'm, I don't think that's just NES games. I think that's games, period. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. That's just me. Well, yeah, I agree. But... Okay, um, are you uh, you ready for this? Here it is. Sure. Okay. Hikari Shinwa Parutina no Kagami. <laughs> and that is Myth of Light, the Mirror of Palutina. Nice. Nice. Which Palutina is who you're trying to save in this game. Yeah. Right. Now, um, it was also on IGN's list of top 100 NES games and top 100 games of all time. And it came in at 20th on the NES game and 84th all, uh, for games of all time. So even IGN is ranking this one pretty high. Nintendo Power ranked it at 54 of top 200 Nintendo games. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, my opinions may come out a little clearer as we move on. but Okay. <laughs> uh, game Boy released a sequel, uh, Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters which was released in November 1991 in North America. And Kid uh, Pitt was actually a recurring character in the animated series we've talked about before, Captain N, the game Master. And it made... Go ahead. I was just going to say, he's a very um, like nerdy character. Yeah. Like little <laughs> annoying kid. And he's made cameo appearances in three Nintendo games, and I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to see if you can guess the third. Two of them was F1 Race and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Can you guess the third? I didn't know this. Can I guess another Super Smash Bros. game? No. It's okay. it's an NES game. Oh man. It's really it's it's you're gonna I think you're gonna be a little surprised. Is it an obscure game? No, it's actually a can really I, famous game. Can I have a hint? Uh, I'm gonna I tell you what I'm gonna pull up a picture here. If you give me just a second. Of him in the screen, game? On the screen share, yeah. There you go. Tetris? He was in Tetris. Oh, wow. There That's is. cool. <laughs> so, uh, right. yeah. So that's pretty much it for history. So, uh, did you have this game or did you buy this game or get it off a neighbor kid? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pull a Carl. Oh, okay. All right.
It happens. Okay. Uh, sorry. It's funny. We just talked about last week, and I got to go. Have you ever seen a business idea and thought, why didn't I think of that? Do you like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank? Actor turned entrepreneur Jason Bax talks to people about how they turned their surprising business ideas into dollars in a new podcast show called Self-Made Entrepreneurs. Who knows? It might inspire your next big idea. You can listen to the show Self-Made Entrepreneurs on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Hi, it's the show notes guy, Phil Swindle, Michael's quest to find the cart next. And we're back. All right. So, uh, yeah, no, I found, uh, I never did find this game actually. Sad enough. I, this is the, this may be the first, is this the first time I've not found one? Or is this the I think it is. I couldn't find it. I didn't, and I didn't have time to order it online. And since I was changing addresses, I didn't want to get it shipped anyways, you know, because I didn't know where it would uh-huh. end up. So I didn't get this game. But I did. What I did is I bought it on the 3DS, the 3D uh-huh. Classics version. So okay. I kind of cheated, I guess, a little bit. But I did. I did. I do have it. But I just have it on my 3DS instead of the actual cartridge. Well, here's my character story. Okay. I have a story. Sure. So, years ago, whatever the the original Wii came out, um, it was uh, we bought a used one. Um, it was, and it wasn't the Wii hadn't even been out. Maybe I don't even think it'd been out a year yet. Somebody was selling it online, and I bought the we bought the used one. And uh, Kid Icarus was one that they had downloaded, and oh, I never played. I didn't play it for a while. Because I was like, I don't even know what this game is. I never even remembered it. Um, and I eventually got around to playing it, and uh, thought it was a pretty good game. Which we'll talk about in gameplay. But yeah, yeah. So I just kind of fell into it a little bit, I guess. Uh, that's all right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish I could have found it. I, I did look at the local shops and stuff. The neighbor kid never did give it to me. Yeah. But. Neighbor kid didn't have it. He didn't have this one. I Apparently, he's I, not a big fan of this game. Uh, yeah, he did post online that he, <laughs> he really hates this game. So that's probably why he never did give it to me. He, right. may have kept it, he may have kept it to himself just so he could smash it with a hammer. Destroyed it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so let's let's talk about the gameplay, won't we? All right. Hi, this is Phil Swindle with the ShowNotesGuy.com. It's time for the game discussion. I've got a giant page of notes. Oh boy, I'm excited. I love your giant pages right, of notes. So, but to start us off, I would like to uh, read from something I like to call the manual. Yeah. My, this has become my favorite part of the show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Can you see it just fine? Yep, I can see it. Okay. I like the adventure series symbol yeah it's a like guy, a guy swinging on a rope hanging on well yeah I was well <laughs> that, that's better than what I was gonna say I was gonna say it's a guy hanging on to a diving board 
That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's not very adventurous, Justin. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is to me. <laughs> There's your Nintendo seal of approval. Mm -hmm. Okay, the tale of Kid Icarus. Let's go back to the distant past, to an age when the gods and man lived together in harmony. There once was a kingdom called Angel Land. This kingdom was ruled by two beautiful goddesses, Palutina, who administered light, and Medusa, who ruled darkness. Palutina lived in the palace in the sky and administered light so that man could live in happiness. And bathed in this light, man grew food and lived in peace. However, Medusa, the, god, the goddess of darkness, was different. Medusa hated mankind. She took great pleasure in drying up the crops that man took great pains to grow and in turning people into stone statues. In her anger, Palutina changed Medusa into an ugly monster and banished her to the deep, dark underworld. For being changed into this ugly monster and forced to live in the underworld, Medusa promised to take over the palace in the sky where Palutena lived. Man, this is quite the story. <laughs> I like the facial expressions of the people running away here. <laughs> yeah. And the artwork in the book is really cool. I like it. It looks like uh, colored pencils. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, so great was so great was Medusa's anger that she joined forces with the monsters and evil spirits of the underworld, and Medusa's army soon began to surpass Palatina's army in strength. Soon, a war between Palatina and Medusa began. Medusa led a surprise attack on Palatina's army, which could barely fend off the attack. Palatina's army suffered many or suffered major losses. This is dragging on. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay, okay, well then I'll on continue. I'm on the edge of my seat already. Okay, if you're on the edge of your seat, then, then I'll continue. Okay, uh, oh, and they were defeated in the final battle. What's more, Medusa's army took the three sacred treasures, the mirror shield, the arrow of light, and the wings of Pegasus, away from them. Almost all of the warriors in Palatina's army were turned into stone statues, and Palatina herself was imprisoned deep in the palace in the sky. The peaceful realm of realm, the peaceful realm of Angel Land, came to, Tennessee. To, be, <laughs> to be inhabited by foul and terrible monsters, such as eggplants, and yeah. it was turned into a land of darkness <laughs> ruled by the wicked Medusa. How many pages is this story? <laughs> okay, we're almost done. We're, oh, almost we got done. Used to. we're almost done. We might as well finish it out here. Yeah. Uh, locked in the depths of the palace in the sky, Palatina's strength was drained to its last. As a last resort, she sought, she sought the help of the angel youth Pitt, who was held prisoner, who was being held prisoner locked in a deep dungeon in the underworld. Pitt was a valiant warrior who used to be in charge of Palatina's personal bodyguards. Armed with a bow and arrow brought to him through Palatina's magical strength, Pitt attempted an escape from the underworld. The guard at this time was low in number, as Medusa's army had advanced to the palace in the sky. Pitt succeeded in his escape and set out on a long adventure to rescue Palatina. Yet to defeat Medusa, he had to get the three sacred treasures. Will Pitt be able to restore Palatina's light and return it to Angel Land? Only you can answer that question. Look how determined he is right there. Oh, I know. 
I know, I know. I meant to do, I meant to have this ready. I was gonna go, uh, see, I was gonna go, only you can answer that question. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Alright, so more manual, let's see if there's anything good. Ah, oh, here's basic wisdom from Pitt. Which they've already explained to us that you gotta find the three treasures. Pit plan Nintendo. <laughs> the credit card. He explains the credit card. This is displayed when Pit gets his hand on the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. That shows kind of the stage layout. Okay, we can talk about the game. And the, the stage layout is kind of where I wanted to start. Because this game kind of... Um, well, it's 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 interesting because this game is not any one style of game. It's like a a million different styles of games, or not a million. It's like four, but pretty close to a million. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it starts. I mean, okay. Here's the thing, though. All right, it's a bunch of different styles of games, and it, that that may sound varied, may sound awesome, but um, yeah, it would have been awesome if I could have made it past the vertical stages. <laughs> Yeah, the vertical stages are a pain. The first set of vertical stages. I mean, because basically what the game does is you go up, and then you go into a dungeon, and then you go right. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's right. cool. Now that I read the story, it kind of makes sense, because you're um, you're climbing out of the underworld, and then you're going to go to the palace or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, it's such a pain. It's a good platforming game, but it does get annoying Real quick, on the whole, if you fall down, yeah. Why did like, you're done? Mario. I mean, well, maybe not Mario One, but all the other Marios. If you go backwards or you fall down, the scroll screen just scrolls back down, right? Right. Why? Why when you fall down in this game do you die? <laughs> well, it's like once you get past a certain, once you go past that part, that part of the underworld just goes away. It's demolished. It becomes a bottomless pit underneath you. It becomes a bottomless pit where, like I like to say, it's just a. I think, you know, I think uh, Pitt is like General Sherman here. He's going up through there. He's just burning it as he goes burning through. Everything so behind you, him. Yeah. Yeah. So if you fall off, you're gonna fall in the fire. That's mine. That's my. That's okay, my take okay. on it. I can I can understand that. I uh, I do think that. When I would, even though it was really frustrating to fall down and die like that, I do think that mm-hmm. the game's controls are are really really good, and that that if you if I fell and died, it was my own fault. So that's that's always something I appreciate in games. And I mean, it's not like I accidentally, you know, the game did something where I couldn't. I didn't really feel like I was in control. I felt like I was in control. That may have been why it made it even that more more frustrating. <laughs> Because you, know, you had oh, no one else fault. to blame but yourself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I will say, since I played this mostly on the uh, the 3DS 3D Classics version, uh, that game is tweaked a little bit. So it, it, it um, the controls are tweaked a little bit, so they're a little bit better than the NES version. So even even in that complaint that I have, I think I probably shouldn't complain much since I played the better version. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's got the ability to, for instance, you can hold down the shoot button and it'll shoot on on its own instead of having to hit it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of nice. 
And the backgrounds, I don't, I don't mean to just keep harping on the 3DS version because that's the one I played, but I just wanted everybody to know what differences I saw. The backgrounds, instead of being all black, you have actually have a background. Like a, yeah. they put just like a, a drawn in background, which is kind of cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I didn't play the 3DS version, but yeah, that's pretty cool. You can also yeah. save your game because they based it off of the disc system version of the game. Yeah. So that's nice. Anyways, nice. let's talk NES version. My bad. Right. My bad. Uh, it does use the same, you know, we kind of talked about it in the history. It does use the same engine as Metroid, and it feels, to me, it feels very similar to Metroid. In kind of the way it controls and uh, just kind of the general style. Not ex- Not exactly, but it's got that same feel to it. There's a lot less exploration. But uh, and it's a lot more linear. Mm-hmm. But just kind of the style of uh, the way that the level looks a little bit, and the way that the platforming, that the platforming aspect, the way it controls, it reminds me a lot of Metroid. I don't think it's as good as Metroid, and we can get we can dig deeper into into that. But I I don't think it's as good as Metroid. I think it does some things that better than Metroid. Like it's a whole lot less confusing, but I don't think it. Just in general, I don't think it's it's as much fun to play as Metroid. Yeah, you're right. It, it it is one where you don't need you don't need a Nintendo Power guide to get through. You can pretty much figure it out on your own. Uh, you can figure out some tips and little tricks, but other than that, you can pretty much figure it out. And I agree with you that it was a pretty smooth game. Now, when I was playing it on the Virtual Console, I don't have it anymore, unfortunately, because I'm on my second Wii now. Um, but and the first way is dead out in the garage. But uh, uh, from what I, you know, when I was playing it, I remember it being a pretty smooth game. Um, one of my favorite parts of this game is uh, killing the Reaper at the end of was it one one? Is it one one where you kill the Reaper at the end with the uh, chalice? There's, there's Reapers. I don't know where they are exactly. Yeah, but I know. Uh, I know. If you can sneak past them if they don't see you, mm-hmm. but if they see you, they come running at you, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But right. yeah, that's that's. I like the Reapers. They're kind of hard to beat, but I do. I do like them. I like the fact that they, when they see you, they come running after you, make a bunch of noise. I think that's pretty funny. Hmm. Um, I, I I also this is also on the NES remix, which I also played it on there. That's how I got since I couldn't make it past the vertical levels. Playing it on the NES remix on the Wii U is kind of how I played more of the game because it lets you yeah. play di- different parts throughout the game. Oh really? So um, yeah, it just it's just little. They just play give you little tasks to do throughout the whole game. So you play a bunch of different parts of the game. So like I was able, for instance, I was able to play Medusa and beat Medusa. Because that's just part of the remix. Although there, I never would have made it unless I <laughs> unless I cheated. I guess I could have cheated, put in a cheat code. Because there's a lot of cool passwords you can put in and, mm-hmm. and get some get some cool things. But yeah, so the NES remix let me play various parts of the game. I do one thing that I didn't actually make it to when I played it on the 3DS, but I played that. But on the um, on the NES remix, it lets you, you know, I've played against the eggplant wizard guys that turn you into an eggplant mm-hmm. which I think is just crazy it doesn't make any sense 
Well, eggplants played a big role in Greek mythology. Okay, really? No, I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> That's, that was a joke. Oh, you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess... Uh... You've never heard the fable of the wizard that turns you into an eggplant? No, do tell. Do tell. No. I don't know. No. I don't... I'm not going to ruin it. Okay. All right. I guess I just have to go look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, look it up. Yeah, that's what I'll do. So the, the music in this game was made by Tanaka. And I just want to say that I was actually a little bit disappointed because... I I usually just absolutely love everything that he does, and not that it's bad in this game. It's just I don't know something about it. I just I just kind of thought it was it, it it worked well in the game, but I just kind of thought it was me. Do you think your complaints could have matched up to the fact that it seems like it was a little bit thrown together there toward the end? I guess we maybe. talked about history. Maybe I the think... maybe Tanaka was busy and then pretty much got. See, Tanaka, Tanaka was making Metroid at the same time, right? Right. I right. feel like That's he put a ton, a, a ton of love and care into the music in Metroid because it's per, it's basically perfect in Metroid. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Kid Icarus kind of played second fiddle to that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Like I, I just wonder if there was a, a bit of a throwing together. Oh, I've got this other game that I have to uh, throw together real quick, and. That's just what it turned into. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I can see that being kind of the reason why, maybe, if it was like that. I don't know, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's very kind of epic sounding. It sounds like, um, I don't know, it sounds like Greek music. <laughs> you big in the Greek music, huh? Yeah. I'm big, uh, you know, I got like, uh, you know, three or four records of just Greek music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You also have a record player? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm imagining uh, when you're you're talking and you're showing a picture of this of Pit as an eggplant. I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining your voice coming from the eggplant. <laughs> yes, do that. That's funny. <laughs> How does an eggplant can... sound? Uh, it sounds like you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, just generally, I thought this game was great. You start off, you know, you climb out of the pits. Or not the pits. Your pit, but you're climbing out of the underworld. And I'm assu- this is just me making assumptions because I didn't actually do this. I'm assuming you get out of the pit and you go into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen and read and played a little bit on NES Remakes, once you get into the dungeon, all these... You collect mallets or something on your way up. Sledgehammers. Yeah. Right? And I like how you get the mallets, too. One way, well, one way to get the mallets. You play a harp, and then everybody play- turns into turns into mallets. <laughs> Which does that mean that you're really bad at the harp, and everybody just you know <laughs> like you know if kind of like the story of Medusa, where if you look at Medusa, you turn to stone because she's so Good. ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to Pitt play the harp, he's so terrible that you turn into a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so you, you get in, you get into the dungeon. Uh, you play the mm-hmm. you play the harp. You collect the mallets. You get into the dungeon, and then you use the mallets. Because then once you get into the dungeon, it's like a it turns into kind of like a maze or like a it turns more Metroid like, as in you explore the dungeon instead of being super linear. And so mm-hmm. you find you find these um, I guess what are they soldiers? 
angel soldiers or something that yeah. have been turned turned to stone, and you smash them. I think. Demon soldiers. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And then you use the mallet to smash them open and bring mm-hmm. them on your side. And then all of a sudden they turn into like this. Uh, I don't know if it happens immediately or if it happens later, but the more as you collect these guys and open them up, they turn into like uh, uh, mutants. When you collect power ups and you get little ships that fly around you, mm-hmm. these guys will fly around you and shoot arrows whenever you shoot arrows. So it's kind of like a space shooter, as in you get more little arrows to shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happens in the dungeon. I think it happens once you get out of the dungeon. But um, yeah, so you, the little statue guys turn into space shooter buddies. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool, and then when you get out of the dungeon and you go horizontal, I think you're flying at this point, and you fly or do you jump horizontal? I think you fly horizontal, right? Uh, I didn't yeah, make it that fly. far. Yeah, horizontal, right? Yeah, so you're flying, and you've got, uh, and once I guess once you get the three treasures, you got the wings and the shield and the arrow of light, and you're flying, and then it turns into just a complete space shooter left to right uh, mm-hmm. you're, there's a lot there's a lot I'm really generalizing there's a lot more there's a lot more levels you have to do this several times I think this vertical horizontal thing I don't know mm-hmm. this is what happens yeah. when the game's too difficult for the dudes to beat or even make it very far into you get yeah. uh, you get us just trying to figure out what the game is from NES remix and YouTube videos and you get well, we, we were supposed to have a guest, which I'm assuming our guest beat the game. Did he beat the game? Maybe. No? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to have a guest. We were going to have Dude Up on, but uh, he, you know, people are busy, and we got to we schedule these and whatever. Anyways, I think he, he sent us a voicemail that we can listen to later, though. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe he would have been able to help us out. This is this is turning into another Faxanadu type episode where we really don't know what we're talking about. We need a guest. Mm-hmm. But you're you're well, flying. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say you're flying. You're flying left, right in a space shooter style game. You've got all this equipment, and Pit looks different, which is cool. You know, we haven't really touched on graphics, but it, uh, it's cool that he changes once he gets all this equipment, and he looks different. He looks like he's wearing a helmet, and he's got a shield, and he's got all this gear on, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah, he's getting his stuff back. That. Oh, mean, oh, Medusa took from it. Um, yeah, I think that this game was, from what I remember, and you know, I didn't get, had, didn't get to play it this week, but I did play it a couple. It's been a little while, but uh, just a, a lot of frustration for me. And it's one of those games that I don't think I played a lot because it was one, like I said, I didn't have any money invested into it. It was just on the leave, and I got it, and then it was like. I played it to try it out. It's pretty cool, but then it gets frustrating, and I'm done. You know, if it's a frustrating game that I paid money for, then I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. <laughs> right, it's a frustrating right. game that I got for free, then I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's enough of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I feel you. The uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's a really difficult game, and I could understand if you if you took time. And you wanted to play it. If this was a game, if I would have got this game as a kid, I probably would be, I'd probably be able to beat it, and I'd probably love it. Because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you only have a handful of games, so you play the heck out of them. 
Right. So I would have been playing, you know, I would have played this game a lot and I would have gotten good at it. Having only a week to play it here and trying to cram it in along with other life things, you know, I just didn't have enough time to get good at it and make it deep into the game. NES remakes really helped me out a lot in, in, in so far as I got to experience more parts of the game. But I, I don't get to see how they piece together, you know, I'm just seeing bits and pieces of it. I don't really know how they fit together. That's really that's not very good for a podcast. I guess I should have watched mm-hmm. a speed speed run or something. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start. Let's talk about some of these little things that you get along in the game. So we talked about the harp. We talked about the mallet. Let's talk about the credit card. That's a pretty awesome little feature in this game. Obviously, it was kind of just thrown in for comedy's sake. Oh, you don't remember mm-hmm. the uh, the Greek story about the uh, the credit card and the debt and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, that that was the story is, you know, don't go into too much debt. You know, you know, Visacles, the uh the great god of credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, so the the credit card you can obviously buy stuff from the, the black marketeers. So Yeah, I, th- that's another thing about this game, you can buy stuff. But I mm-hmm. every time I would go into the shop I would have not enough money to buy anything, and or no I would, or I would buy. Yeah, no credit. Your credit <laughs> is not good here, sir. What are you going to do? See, I would, mm-hmm. and there would be uh, if I bought something, if I had enough money for something, it would be like life. Mm-hmm. But you can find life throughout the game. So if I spent half of my money on life, I felt like it was a wasted effort. Yeah. So what about the angel's feather? I never knew what that this, did. I never did buy it. This is this is one that can kind of help you out. One that we talked about earlier was a frustrating part of this game. So this is if you fall down at the bottom of the screen in the normal sections, you'll start flying. Oh. Press huh. the A button to fly higher. Each time you fall down, a feather will be spent. Um, nice. Hey, so, I, uh, yeah, so, that's pretty nice, yeah. Yeah. I bought the barrel one time, but I never knew what it did. What does the barrel do? Let's say uh, you can store eight barrels, pushing your maximum HP to an incredible ninety-five. You can only oh. own one barrel, though. Cool. So, um, the water of life—it'll recover seven HP. I thought that was uh-huh. wine. It looked like wine. It says water. <laughs> this is a family-friendly game. Okay, okay, and it's not—it's <laughs> not family-friendly to drink wine. No, what are you? Not drink? at all. Well, he's a kid. He's a kid. <laughs> he can't drink wine. He says youth. He says a kid. It's a, this is in America. This is like this is like ancient Greece. Everybody, he's great. They didn't have rules about age <laughs> limits <laughs> for wine, did they? Back then. Oh boy. Dionysus would be. Uh, isn't he the Greek god of god of potty, partying or something? <laughs> partying. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a Greek god of partying? <laughs> Maybe it's probably Carl. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Carl doesn't even realize that he's made a. He's made his way into a scene. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, he does. Mm. He just doesn't realize it's on the podcast now. I think, I, I think I've told him. I think I've told him. Uh, side note: We have actually asked Carl to be on the show, but we're still working that out. Yeah, he uh, he he's very resistant. He's not a. You think that uh, Justin and I are introverted? Carl, um, yeah, Carl, Carl's not a. Carl's, Carl's a shy about, guy. He's about ten times as bad as us. If this was a podcast with Carl, actually, 
Carl could have been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Up to this point, you may not even know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the torch, we can talk about the torch, which uh, you can put, see your position on the map, but it's pretty much a useless little feature. And the pencil. This game does have this game does have a map though. That's something mm-hmm. else that's that's something that Metroid was sorely lacking and that this game has. So I wish they would have these two teams would have really got together better. I think we could have had two awesome games instead of a game and a half. I don't know. Somehow have like where Metroid falls asleep and he has a dream about Greek mythology. Okay. First of all, you're gonna get us into <laughs> a lot of, you're gonna get us into a lot of trouble here. The character's what? not Metroid. His name's not well, Metroid. No, and he's not that. a he. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Seamus. She. Seamus <laughs> is a wrestler. We're th- it's Samus. Okay. Oh. Samus. Good oh. God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We have like we have one listener left after all this. I'm well, sure. I've been Two. Drinking. Me and you. I mean, you. I've been drinking the water of life this morning. So. Okay. I understand. <laughs> That reminds me, I was watching Scrubs the other day, and he said, uh, the part where he asked the the janitor, where he's like, have you been drinking? He says, I'm not drunk. (laughs) I love that line. But, okay. Wait, 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 wait. one more Scrubs. I love the part in Scrubs when uh, the janitor is is, uh, cleaning the windows with the Mm -hmm. Windex, but it's not Windex. And he, and and, uh, I don't remember what was said, but he like turns it and like squirts it in his mouth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, such a good show. I've actually started that on Netflix. Started from episode one, going through. Really, so. I can't get, I cannot get Amber into it for some reason. Really? I think it's just too, I think it's just too silly for her. Now Felicia loves it too, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, we'll talk about Scrubs on another podcast. Um. Anyway, anything else about the gameplay that you I, want to throw in? I, I do want to talk about the endings, because there are multiple endings. Okay. There's an ending where you don't get anything. If you don't collect anything throughout the game but still beat it somehow, you get this. You get an ending. Then there's a bunch of endings in between, and then there's the best ending. If you can collect everything and have a ton of hearts and all this stuff, I don't, I don't know the specifics of it, but uh, Pit turns into an adult. <laughs> he just grows up overnight. Palatina Paul, turns him into adult. It's like instant puberty. <laughs> Which I may have just ruined one of my. No, 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 I didn't. I was gonna say maybe I just ruined one of my uh, trophies, but I didn't. <clears throat> well, yeah. yeah, that was that was all I wanted to say. And but the ending, the ending's it's pretty cool. He gets he gets a good he gets him a smooch, you know. Yeah. She, kind of like, she, turns, uh, she my, turns him into an adult so that it's not uh, you know, against not the weird. law. <laughs> right. Well, apparently there's no laws because you can drink whenever, according to that's, you. That's true. You drink, um, kids can drink, you can kiss on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing about uh, um, this reminds me. Yeah, we probably don't want to get into what I think you're going to get into. Me about no, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right. No, this is, this, this is okay. This reminds me of the... Uh, um, the terrible my feeling of the terrible ending of Super Mario 64 you go through all this Peach gives you a kiss on the nose 
which is really just offensive because Mario has a huge nose. And bakes him a cake. Really? That's all I get? Again, I go back to what do you expect and what do you want? That's you true. want her to like take you up to the, the castle room and have her away with you or something? Hold <laughs> on a minute. Let's not get too far into this. I'm just oh, yeah. saying. Or, I mean, Make Mario already... the king. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Making the king, <laughs> not the king of that. The king of <laughs> yeah. Well, she's only the princess. She's not the queen. She can't like make Mario anything. That's a good point. Where is she the can, queen? She can make him a cake. That's about it. Yeah. Well, the queen is apparently. I mean, there's King Koopa. Koopa's the king. Yeah. Peach is the princess. We don't know where the queen is, but it's obviously something similar to Koopa because the Koopa kids or the Koopa lings are look like Koopa. Hmm. Wrap yeah. that around. Wrap your head around that. Um, this is, I'm gonna have to think about this for a little bit. We may have to come back. We may have to come back to this on another another episode. Yeah. We just need to do it later on, not anytime soon. But once we, you know we've been doing this for a while, we just need to just like break, do a breakout bonus episode and just talk about Super Mario 64. You know, okay. like, even though it's not a NES game, just... I think we need to on a on a special episode. We just need to break into like tons of theory, uh, our, our theories on uh, these games. Nintendo like, conspiracy theories. Yeah, the inside scoops on these games. You know, that have that are not based in fact, but only on conjecture. Right, right. Just just our imaginations <laughs> running wild. Right. That I think sounds like a good episode. episode. <laughs> Okay, anything else about the gameplay or you want to move on to trophies? Let's move on to trophies. Retrofitted trophies. Okay, so let me get this right. You get old trophies and you put them together for new championships? Is that how this works? I guess we'll just have to listen to the retrofitted trophies to find out. Do you have some? I have two. I have four. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. Get your first one. Uh, the first one is Pitts. I'm, I'm going to like spit into my mic way too much here. Pitts Perilous Puberty. And that is <laughs> that is get the best ending and turn into an adult instantly. It's it's almost like this whole game was just Pitt going through puberty. Hmm? There's one for the theory books. Ooh. It's a story about a young boy and his struggle to go through puberty. That's right. And then he at the fights. end, you're an adult. He fights his own demons. Hmm. I like this. I think I could, get, I could work with this. I'll save it for the conspiracy theory show. Yeah, save it for the conspiracy theory show. First one is, uh, for me, is by the beard of Zeus, and that is beating the game. Uh-huh. Okay, I like it. All right, well, I've got another one called uh, Wannabe Plutos, or Plutus, and that is Max Out Your Currency. Because wasn't mm-hmm. he? I think he's the Greek god of wealth, maybe, or money. Yeah. Wealth or money? I don't remember. I looked it up. I forgot. I didn't write it down. He's either the oh. Greek god of wealth or money. One of the two. I thought it was basically. Not easy no, credit. Greek, credit. It's a Greek god of credit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, the, the my other one is actually has to do with the credit card, and this is kind of a convoluted one. Uh, but it's. If you cheaters never prosper, your credit's no good here. And that is using the password danger exclamation mark or terror horror 
and it appears that you cannot gather hearts, and that uh, the debt on your credit card is anything up to 4096 and you have to pay it all back before you can do anything. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> Pretty convoluted trophy. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right, I've got one called Adaphagia Made Me Do It. And that is drink from the cup of life when, you're, when your life is already full. Uh, because I looked it up, and Adaphagia is the, is the Greek god of gluttony. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I did I'm my impressed. research on this one. Tom Arnold would be impressed. Mm. I, I I'm would, not retiring. I, I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about retiring, and Justin's going to hang on for dear life. <laughs> It's okay. We'll hang on until until we just kind of accidentally stop using it one day. All right, I got one more. Yes. It's called Mastered the Ways of Hermes. And that is, uh, this is something we didn't talk about in the game, but did you know that if you plug in controller 2 and you press A and B simultaneously when you're in the shop, it's kind of like you're bartering and the, the prices are reduced? Really? Yeah, so that's doing this, is bartering by pressing A and B simultaneously on controller 2. Because Hermes is the god of commerce and travelers or something. Mm -hmm. Speaking of all these Greek gods, I have a treat for you. Oh, boy. It's the Greek quiz. Oh, no. I'm going to be horrible at this. No, I, I tried to make them pretty easy. I tried to make them pretty easy. I'll still be horrible. So I'm just going to I'm gonna say the god of blank, and then you tell me what that god is. We'll see. We'll oh see boy. how you do. We'll see how you do. All right. Uh, the god of music. Uh, <laughs> uh That is correct. <laughs> he also goes by. He also goes by Apollo. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He plays that song. Uh, what is that? Arms wide open. Oh no! I was talking about Apollo Creed from uh, Rocky. Oh, I know, but I was just trying to... I'm just trying to tie, like, a bunch of different things together in a very confusing manner for our, for our listeners. Mm-hmm. That only you and I will understand. Or maybe... Apollo Creed only knows Living in America by James Brown. <laughs> okay. All right, so you, missed, <laughs> you missed that one, but I liked your answer. All right. Uh, the God of Time. <sighs> I don't... Um... You're running Laticus. <laughs> uh, no, it's Chronos or Chrono Trigger, maybe. Just oh. I just want to say Chrono Trigger so that uh, anybody who likes Chrono Trigger may accidentally run across this episode because then now I can put it in the notes, the show notes, you know, and pull Sweet. in all those Chrono Trigger listeners. Yeah. No, it's Chronos. Okay. Okay, here we go. This one's easy. This one's easy. All right, I'll get this one. King of the Gods. Zeus. Yeah. There you go. Told you, and this one's pretty easy too. God of the sea. Oh wait. Uh, Pontus. No. no, but it starts with a P. Uh, he has a trident. Ah, uh, yeah, Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's almost. I don't know. It's, Little Mermaid. Uh, Poseidon. Poseidon. It's Poseidon. <laughs> Or, uh, 
Or as he sometimes goes by, Aquaman. Well, of course, right. Yeah. Uh, Queen of the Gods. Mm, Hera. Yes, good job. You know the king and queen, you just don't know any of the other ones. Right. right. Okay. The God of Dreams. Uh, I think that's... Um, well, I think he's... Uh, is it Hypnos? No, you want a hint? Sure. Uh, Keanu Reeves is a big fan of this god. Constantine? <laughs> that's a terrible that's a terrible movie yeah. always, why is why is when you say Keanu Reeves is that the first movie that popped in my head I don't know why? I would think you would I would think you would think, I would think you would think of The Matrix because that's probably Neo. the best movie I'm going to say Neo then no it's not it's Morpheus the god of dreams well, you should have said Lawrence Fishburne I didn't know his name no sorry okay I got one more. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to see a shrink about that whole Constantine thing. Why <laughs> am I thinking Constantine? <laughs> I don't know. I need to get that out of my mind. I mean, you could have thought Bill and Ted. You could have thought <laughs> Matrix. You could have thought any number of things, and you went with Constantine. <laughs> speed, even. I would even have taken Speed. Hey, don't knock on Speed. Speed's a good movie, I, I think. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I would have taken Speed over Constantine. <laughs> All right, I got one more, and I'm pretty sure you're going to get this one. This one is the the god of poop breaks. Carl. Yep, it's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Carl. Carl's going to have to come on the show, even introverts and all. He's got to defend himself. Yeah. I I did what I did was I try I invited him in a group on Facebook or whatever between Justin, him, him and uh, and myself. And uh, I named the group the Pester Carl Until He Comes on the Show episode. So mm, after he keep... named it. Yeah, after he named it, I'm not coming on your show. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. He, he named it, I'm not coming on your show. And then I renamed it the Pester Carl Until He Comes on the Show episode. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so. Mm-hmm. See, Carl's funny. He, you Carl's guys hilarious. Like you guys mm-hmm. would like him? Anyway. All right, do we want to give this game a rating? Hey, this is Phil Swindle. Hey, this is Phil Swindle with the... I'm going to leave that. If you use it, I'll die laughing. Hey, this is Phil Swindle, the show notes guy at shownotesguy.com. It's time for game rating. Well, I had. Well, I was going to say Greek God rating, but that's kind of been... That's kind of easy. I think we beat that horse enough. Yeah. This episode. How about uh, how about type of type of wine? Type of water of life? A type of water of wine. Hmm. A type of wine. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big wine connoisseur. Me either. So let's not do that. It's not like red and white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go with red. I'll go with white. No, just kidding. All right. Um, uh, Should we think of these ratings before we get on the show? I mean, this. I can go with. Right. Okay, I, I'm good with type of wine. Okay. I'm good with type of wine. Well, then I'm going I'll to go type in flavor. types of wine. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go with muscadine wine. 
Oh. A local favorite here in Tennessee. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to go with it because it's it's a good wine, but it's very underrated. Not a lot of people uh, uh, have heard about it. Well, I don't know. That's not really good for this game, though, because it's apparently it's a pretty famous game. Yeah, you need to go with the opposite. Yeah. Oh, boy. You got anything? Uh, I'm going to go with... Um... I'm gonna go with a uh, a sherry, yeah, which is a fortified wine, which means it has a higher alcohol content, which means it's probably harder to choke down. It's difficult to drink. But the benefits of drinking a lot of it is you're gonna get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, the benefits of playing a lot of it is you're gonna get good at it, but it's hard mm. to get. It's hard to. It's hard to play a lot of. All in one sitting, you know what I mean? Right. All right. That's the that's the best I can do. I'm gonna go with a riesling, a riesling. Okay. And uh, it's a dry wine, so it doesn't necessarily give you a great aftertaste for playing. So like this game, you know, you can kind of just leave frustrated a lot of the time. And but it's a good smelling wine, and even a good tasting wine. So that means so it's it's fun while you play it, but it leaves a bad taste because it just gets frustrating. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's good. All right, all right. So that brings us to feedback. Hi, this is Phil Swindle with the ShowNotesGuy.com. Guys, you really need to make up your mind. Is it deep patter feedback or listener feedback? All right. I'm going to start with calls because we have three All right. calls. All right. You start with this calls. I'm is... going to pull up the feedback page. Okay. This one is a layover from our Star Tropics episode. Oh, okay. Dude, it's UJ. Dude, Jorgensen. The one. The only. So, I'm calling because I came up with some really good retrofitted trophies for Star Tropics. The first one is My Country Timothy. During the gameplay discussion, I heard a track in the background that sounded a lot, a lot like My Country Timothy. So, in order to get this trophy, when that part comes up, you have to stop playing the game, stand at full attention, salute, and sing <laughs> My Country Timothy. My second trophy is Not in Canada. Now, according to copyright laws, apparently you cannot use the words yo-yo in Canada because that's where the name was copyrighted, if I understand right. You'll have to refer to Earthbound from Super Nintendo because they have to do the same thing. So, you cannot use a yo-yo in Canada. You can't use a yo-yo in Canada? And my last trophy is what are the odds? Now, this letter that you say you get with the game has a specific three-digit number on it. So, if you were to take a wild shot in the dark to get this specific number, you have 10,000 different chances <laughs> to do it. So, we can safely assume that zero will not be the first digit, so that rules out 100 numbers. So, we're at now 1 in 900. Now, you can also assume that all three numbers will not be the same, which takes off another eight. So now we're at one in, uh, do some quick math, 
892, if I am right. So, since 747 is the number, according to you guys, you have 1 in 900, 892 chances to get that. So, that was that. And now, for next week, um, I'm not really sure what you guys are doing. You just play a Queen song at the end of the episode, which always gets me excited because Queen is sweet. And I can only hope that they had a Nintendo game. See ya. So, yeah, he thought he was hoping that there was a Queen Nintendo game. So I guess we really let him down. <laughs> <laughs> With our, although I will say we've gotten a lot of really good feedback about our Dude Story episode. People actually really did enjoy it. So, anyways, but on about Jay's call, Jay, I hate to you know I hate to contradict you here, but you you kind of contradicted yourself. You said you took away some numbers because you you said you can assume that two numbers will not be the same, but two numbers are the same. It's seven forty-seven. Ah. So your math is a little off. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to grade you a B minus, and but you can correct it and send it back in, and we'll give you some points back on that math. So yeah, but yeah, I liked his trophies. I thought they were really funny. I like the My Country Tis of the one where you, you stand mm-hmm. at attention and sing the song. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> all right, now this one I'm not gonna play all of, but. Uh, there's another show on the Retro Junkies Network that's just getting started called the Retro Junkies Circus, and it really is a circus. <laughs> <laughs> they just get on there and just just talk about all kinds of random junk. Well, while they were doing their podcast, they called our 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 number and left uh, left us a voicemail. So I'm going to play that for just a on their moment. podcast. Yeah, during their podcast, they called our podcast to leave a, leave us a voicemail. <laughs> So here's a little piece of that, just a small piece. Hello. We would like you to cover tax avoiders for the Atari 2600. <laughs> oh, no. Smurf Peyton play on the ColecoVision. No. No. I, no. Noah's, uh, Noah's Arc 3D. Super Noah's Arc 3D. Is this the World of Warcraft podcast? <laughs> There's just a little piece of it. I think I heard Filbert in there a little bit <laughs> from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Oh, man. All That's right, pretty good. Got... Right. Listen that show. I like a good circus. It sounds like a circus. It's just a, it's a, it's a mess. It's funny, it's, it's, and it's fun, but it's, it's definitely not organized like our show. <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute, like our show. Like our yeah, show. we're so organized over here. <laughs> Hey, we got segments, and we go from segment to segment. We're super organized. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one one more. This is from uh, Dude Apple, who said he was going to be on the show, or we tried to get him on the show. Not his fault, our fault. Anyways, so here's his voicemail to it. Hey, dudes, this is uh, Dude Apple calling to share my thoughts on Kid Icarus, especially possibly because of me and why you're doing it today. I uh, I just wanted to say. I kind of hate this game. I know I requested it, and I love the game. I love the memories. But, man, it is hard. I cannot get anywhere on that game. I don't know if you guys have the same experience or whatnot, but it is difficult. I mentioned before that it goes back to my childhood when my family and I used to go to the local store. It was a Sears, and I would rush up and try to, Get in line to play those uh, 
at those kiosks, and Kid Icarus was always there, and the kids were always playing them, but I was always so small that I never got a chance to play very often. And that's why I hunted down that cart, and that's why I really suck at that game. <laughs> I hate the game, love the memory, but I can't stop playing it. I always pick it up a few times a year, and I still can't beat it no matter what. Thanks for the great podcast. Killing it as always. I'll talk to you later. Dude, I'll pull. Off. So I guess he didn't beat the game. No. So he would have been just in the same boat as us. What I think was funny, and I know he didn't mean it this way, and I don't mean to make fun, but it did kind of sound funny to me, is he said, we would, we used to go to this local store. It's called Sears. <laughs> it's like, it's a local store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was the way he said it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know he didn't mean it that way, but it was just funny the way. I said. Yeah, we, we had this local store. It's called Sears. Uh. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This it, we did kind of do this. Jay did request this game, and it was he, he requested for his birthday, which I think was like three weeks ago. So we're a little behind, but happy birthday, happy birth, late, happy late birthday, dude. Here's mm-hmm. your here's your maybe terrible podcast about it. <laughs> Maybe terrible podcast. <laughs> I do. I, I I'd also want to say that you know our our number is a Google Voice number, right? Mm-hmm. And Google always tries to translate the phone calls for us. And there's a really funny line in uh, in Dude Apple's um, call here. I near the end, right before he says signing off, he says it, where he's saying thanks for the podcast, something something. He says the Google thought he said. This is a five gas Jonah dollars. <laughs> this is a five gas Jonah dollars. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, oh. happy birthday, dude. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go to some forum feedback? Uh, sure. So we got a couple. We got some. Uh, we got one from Jay Jorgensen. Uh, I guess it's Jay Jorgensen. It's Fish Lips Jay. I'm assuming yeah. that's him. That's dude Jay. Yeah. Uh, I only played this game a small handful of times, but it was good. The real deal is Pit and Smash Brothers Brawl, where he is my go-to character nearly every time I play. Hey, I do want to, real quick, before we move on from Dude Jay, I want to call him out real quick, because I was looking back through our iTunes reviews, mm-hmm. and Jay claims that we're one of his favorite podcasts, or at least that's what he says in his calls, and in his all his posts on our walls, and in the forum and whatnot, he's one of our only four-star reviews on iTunes. Oh. So I, I, don't know, I don't know what a five-star is, is reserved for. Uh, it must be reserved for, like, uh, I don't know. Some other, it must be like some super awesome podcast that only gets the five stars. But we wasn't only got he, four. Wasn't he the one that said that this would be a five star if there wasn't an echo or something like that? No, he's the one that said it would be a five star if we weren't wrong about everything all the time and he didn't have to <laughs> scream at us. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. All right. We probably haven't remedied that, so I guess we'll give you a five star, five star yet. It might be dropping to a two star after today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 8-Bit Baz but hey dudes I wouldn't advise reading this on the podcast 
I've just rambled on and on and could have written more. Which is why I hardly post on your site, as I will just gush about my favorite games all day. Sorry. I'm going to go ahead and read this, Baz, because I think it's pretty good. I love me some Kid Icarus, but be warned, this game will test your patience as this is one of the hardest games on the system. With tight, responsive controls, the only room for error seen in this game is your own mishaps. Just like Mike said earlier. Mm-hmm. Kid Icarus is a double-edged arrow of hardness. And he put NES instead of NESS in parentheses. On the one hand, you can try and run through the level and dodge most of the enemies, which most of the time was my preferred option. But then, after reading the manual online, I found that you need to get a certain amount of skill points at the checkpoints to level up, and now the game is even harder. As you, <laughs> as you have to hit all the extra cavern question mark, doors for bonus points, and try to spawn out and kill as many enemies as possible just to get the uh, just to get the skill points to level up. This is where the RPG elements come in to the game, which make it slightly unique for its early NES release. <clears throat> the price of stuff in the shops as well, very very expensive. If you need a health item just uh, just to get to the stage, you won't have enough money in the next stage to buy the better health item. You need to go through that one basically they make you perfect make you perfect each level perfect each level sorry at least in my experience although a sneaky trick if you're leveled up enough you can press a and b on the second controller and depending on your skill level i've spent countless hours on each stage let alone on this game as a whole and i still haven't got past the fourth level or stage and yeah i still love it a truly fantastic game from nintendo cheers baz nice Hey, Baz, if you want to write all you want, I don't care. We'll read. I, at least yeah. we'll read it. We may not read it on air every week, but I'll, I'll go on the forums and read it. So I always like reading people's opinions on games, especially games that we're doing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the mad retro gamer, who's an honorary dude. When it comes to Kid Icarus, I simply asked this one question. How can you not love a game that allows you to battle eggplants? Party on, dudes. The one who purrs. Or, sorry, the one who purrs. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. So that's pretty much wrapping us up, huh? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I started another I started another thing to try to pull in more feedback. Hang on. In our group, our Facebook group, which is different from our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I started a... I'm going to be pinning a post there for people who are afraid of forums, you know? They think they're scary. They think they're only for nerds or something, you know? So if you're afraid to go on the forums, you can go to our Facebook group, which is Two Dudes in an S. It's a group. It's kind of like the podcast page, but instead it's just a group of people talking. Anyways, so I'm going to pin a post there. And so we did have a couple from there. One is from Landon Long, fellow retro junkie. Uh, says one of the first games I ever owned, still tough as nails to this day. Very true. <laughs> then the other is from Eric Espring. Says I used to play this game before high school with the Icarus fights Medusa Angels code. I would beat the game before leaving. It was fun, and yeah, this game was really hard. I still own it. I still own it to remind myself of NES hard. So. Sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I've had some people wonder, like, you know, we randomly, it's not like a thing we do, it's not a segment we do, we don't necessarily always recommend games, but I have some people wonder, why don't you guys do something to just say, should we get it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, not necessarily making it a segment, but maybe each show near the end we could just say, is it fun enough to get? Should you Should you search this game out? Should you play it? Should you waste your time? You should probably get a pretty good idea from the episode this, but we can bottom line it bottom line it at the at the end if we want to, right? So, Justin, mm. I'm going to ask you: Is this game fun? Would you recommend somebody give it a shot? It's fun. I would recommend giving it a shot after. But I, like, if somebody just got an uh, NES and was like, maybe they've played it in the past, but they want to get back to the the basics and they got an NES, I wouldn't. This wouldn't be near the top. Of the games that I would say you gotta go get, but if you got a pretty good collection and you just don't have this one, I would say go get it. All right, I think that's good. I think it's good. I would also say it's fun. I would recommend getting it. If especially, I would only recommend getting it if you're a fan of hard games and you like a challenge. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want a game that's easy and just want to sit back and not get frustrated, then this is not the game for you. But, uh, maybe you should play Tetris, and maybe you can get to the castle part, and uh, you'll actually get to see it uh, anyway. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but also, I would recommend getting it on the 3DS, because you can save your game. So, Yeah. I know, I know I'm usually a proponent for getting it on the original system, but after playing it on the 3DS, I I, I say it's, it's a better version. It's more fun. So. Yeah. All right. All right. So, well, you can find us on all of our social media sites, of course. Uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, we're on everything. We're even on Instagram. Um, and you can always go to our forums. We'd like you, for you to go to our forums and leave feedback. There's always a link on our Facebook page to the forums for that week's game. Also, if uh, you want to join the group and get involved there and join the, con- the Two Dudes conversation there, feel free to do so. We'd be glad to have you. Sounds good. We also have a website, don't we? Oh. Can't believe I dropped that one. Forgot that one. NESDudes.com. Check out every show that we've ever done and little tidbits. There's also, we've been putting up articles on there. Not all the articles are written by us. Like last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago, Rob, we put an article by Rob McCollum up there. And uh, we, have, we have guests write articles for our site. So right. It's not just us. Right. Uh, so go on there, check out those articles. Uh, uh, listen to all your favorite shows or listen to the shows you haven't listened to before. All right. All right. Here comes the music for next week's game. 